Hey, this is actress Carissa Lee Staples, and you're listening to the O Brother Podcast. Welcome to the O Brother Podcast with hosts Dan and Mike Smith, brothers from the same mother with different opinions on movies, TV, video games, and more, plus celebrity interviews. Get ready, get set, it's time for the O Brother Podcast. Welcome back to the Yo Brother Podcast. My uh, my my brother from the same mother. See, I throw you off because we have the intro in the intro. Yeah, like I I was just kind of sitting here. Like, you were waiting for the old welcome to the Yo Brother Podcast. Right, says, right. You're, not, you're not getting that anymore. But before we dive into the show this week, uh, I want to say that for those of you that are not currently following us, make sure that you do in the easiest way. To find all things O Brother is to go out to our official website, which is OHB as in brother podcast.com. That's OHBpodcast.com. We're also very active on Instagram. So Instagram's a really easy way to follow us, uh, which is just at OHB Podcast. We also have a link in our Instagram bio that leads you to our YouTube channel, all of the podcasts. Uh, the blog that we've got up on our website and all those things. So that's another easy way to find us. June 6th, 2022, when you get in this episode. Now, Mike, there is something significant about June 6th. We ought to, we, mm-hmm. we should acknowledge it at least. You want to acknowledge yeah, the date, the significance? That is our dad's birthday. That's right. Who is no longer with us. And it's it's a tough day, you know, every year. Yeah, especially, you know, here, our grandmother's birthday was would have been yesterday. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, this is always a tough time, the beginning of June. Yeah, it's interesting because um, when you're getting this, I'm I'm actually going to be there (laughs) with you. Right. I'll be in Boston at that point uh, on on June 6th. So. Uh, and hopefully we'll be able to put out another episode uh, recorded there. Is that there. when you're, when are you flying out of here? Uh, do you see that, folks, how he wants to get right to when I'm departing? <laughs> no, you know, uh, it's funny. You hey, when, how up. soon are you leaving? <laughs> you bring it up, but I, I noticed a little trick you do when we're on the phone and Is you it? don't want to talk to me. Oh, like, yeah. You, like I'll say, hey, you know, did you see this? Save it for the show. Oh, true. That's what you say to me. Save it for the show. I do that. And I'm like, a lot. save what for the show? I do. And then, well, yeah. I tried it on you and it you know didn't what? work. Yeah. You know what it is? I think there's something about when I'm in the car and we're recording an episode that it just seems like there's a lot of uh, organic sort of material that comes up more so <laughs> than if we're both like in the studio, but yeah, I, you're right. I do that a lot to you. Um, a yeah. lot, a lot to talk about today. Uh, right. I want to get into, want to talk about Kenobi. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about, you know, kind of more generally what's streaming, what we're watching uh, movies that maybe we've been watching. And then I got something, another topic of interest that I, I don't even know why this popped into my brain, but I wanted to to talk to you about it. You're one of the perfect people to talk to about this, so that'll that'll be later in the, in the show. But okay, uh, first off, so we're going to talk about Kenobi. Yeah. Now we, as of the airing of this episode of our podcast, episode three would have been out by now. Now we, I haven't watched it yet. Have you? No. Okay. I always so, wait till nighttime. That's true. That's true. So, um, episode three is where we're at with Kenobi. But again, we can't comment uh, aside from the first two. So, give me what's your initial impression on it? Well, there, there was a great four minute intro. Yeah. The four minute recap. Yeah. That was really well done. And it got me excited. I was already excited for the series. I I really like Ewan McGregor. Thought he was great on uh, Fargo. He everything I you know I like everything he does pretty much. But to add 
Hayden Christensen into the to, to the thing and to know that I I cannot wait for another face off between yeah. Vader and Obi Wan. It's just that's what I'm waiting on. Yeah, it's it. That's obviously probably the most highly anticipated aspect of the whole thing. Uh, and you're right. That recap was great. It's just over four minutes long and I enjoyed it. I thought it was very well edited. And I did too. You know, if you were deciding to jump into this series cold, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it was helpful in that regard. Um, and then of course, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I always want to bring up whenever I see, part three the ending where they're going at it and they're battling yeah you and mcgregor just oh man he he just puts in a performance that knocks it out of the park and that's making that i always dismiss the prequels Mm -hmm. but that one keeps moving up my ladder you talk about revenge of the sith yes yeah and it's just that performance is just because, you know, I, I get tingles when I watch it. Yeah. You are my brother, Anakin. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It, it really just, is a great performance. You, know, you were it, the chosen one. Well, and that's why. I failed you, know, you, Anakin. I failed you. We we don't need the whole uh, scene, but we, uh, <laughs> we just, we just, um, they just concluded Star Wars Celebration out in Anaheim. Yeah. And, you know, Ewan was there, Hayden was there, like everybody that's anybody in Star Wars universe was there. And, you know, one of the storylines that came out of this was the fact that, you know, the prequels have now, they're, they're at a point now where there's such a strong, solid fan base uh, for the prequels, you know, more so than there was when the film first came out. You know, they were right. not, they were, they were pretty heavily criticized when they first came out. I, I've been a, a pretty strong critic of Phantom Menace over the years, but they have aged am. well. They have aged yeah. well. Yeah. And, and so haven't the actors, quite frankly. I mean, oh, it was one of the things, yeah, it's one of the things I sat there and, and thought to myself, you know, they're very fortunate to, to have these actors still around, still healthy, they still look good, you know, the whole bit, because I mean, mm-hmm. let's face it, you couldn't do it otherwise. No. And they, no. and they have, you know, Star Wars has run into that over the past several years with some of the sequel trilogy and the missed opportunity they had with the, the, the big three, you know, Han, Luke and Leia, you know, and now right. when Carrie right. Fisher died and all of that, they didn't now, expect it to be a problem. They didn't. They didn't. But it just goes to show you, you know, so it, it's such a blessing, I feel, as a fan of this of the franchise that I, we can even see this play out is is just awesome. Now, you mentioned the Revenge of the Sith or Trots, as some of the hardcore fans call it. This what do they call Kenobi- it? Trots. You know, the Revenge of the Sith. They do that with oh, all the films. Yeah. I've never heard that. People. Yeah, like Tross, The Rise of Skywalker. Anyways, yeah. So this uh, Kenobi series, which is streaming on Disney Plus, uh, is ten years after the events of the Revenge of the Sith. So for those that may not be familiar with where we are in the timeline, mm-hmm. that's where we are. And it even says that in the opening of the Kenobi right. series. Um, now, what I liked about it is it kicks off. This thing, after the four-minute recap, which was action-packed and builds this momentum, man, mm-hmm. Kenobi starts, you're, a, you're not even a minute into it, and it's just like action right away. Because what you see is something that, again, a lot of the hardcore fans would be familiar with. It was this Order 66, you know, the, the Emperor Correct. ordering, you know, execute Order 66, which right. was the killing of all the Jedi in May. Correct. It was a fairly short sequence, but really well done. And that actress that played the Jedi in the beginning, trying to fight off all of the clone troopers and everything, man, mm-hmm. that was really, I was on, pumped. It took on Luke, you know, it was kind of shades of of Luke with yes. the green saber and the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. So that was really well done. And like I said, immediately they plop you into the action. Now the first, this was a part one and part two. 
Uh, they were both streamed on, on May 27th, so we got a double dose. And, you know, in the first part, you basically have Kenobi. We're, we're seeing, okay, where is he at now? It's 10 years on. He's kind of down and out. He's very sort of, um, how would you describe him in the state that he's in? Yeah, he's questioning himself, his powers, whether or not he's still a Jedi anymore. He mm-hmm. He's... You know, he's working out in some, I don't know, like meat grinding <laughs> place. I don't know what, what you call it. <laughs> yeah, he's working at a butcher shop yeah. on Tatooine. Yeah. No, he's, well, what it is is there's a big, like, uh, some sort of Star Wars creature that's in, that, that died in the sand in Tatooine. Right. And they're basically harvesting the meat from this thing, which looking at the size of it, they'll be there for the next 15 years (laughs) harvesting the meat. But (laughs) But he he trucks to work every day. He's trying to act like an ordinary Joe and fit in. Mm -hmm. Um, But when, when there's a call to action, which happens in the second episode, we won't talk about it. Right. Just to say that he has to test his powers and you know, he he's very concerned and very doubtful. Well, and you're right to not give anything away. There we, but we, what we all know, anybody that's followed the franchise, we know uh, that he does jump back into the the fray. But it's mm-hmm. what it what's the impetus behind that is what we didn't know, and so right, that's what you discover in in part two or episode two. So now. I think for the most part, from what I've seen and heard, the fan reaction has been very positive. Um, yeah, I've heard some negatives. And, well, um, and that's that's what I wanted to touch on. Yeah, go ahead. And it and it's it's sad that this even has to be commented on, but I, I wanted to talk about it because I really just came upon the story yesterday. I think is really when it it started to break was over the last day or two, which is. Uh, the actress that plays Riva, who is one of these inquisitors, yes. okay, it's an African American woman. Uh, sh- her name is Moses Ingram. That's the actress's name. Mm-hmm. She was actually—I don't know if you know this—dude. She was in. She played Lady Macduff in the tragedy of Macbeth, which we did a review on a while back. Oh wow! She was actually in that film. So, but uh, no surprise because we've been dealing with this for actually. Uh, a number of years in star Wars, which is this bile, this racist yeah. vitriol and hatred that comes out all the time. Yeah. I don't know if these people are doing it because they're just, you know, they're just ignorant and they're just purely racist or if it's that, and they want to try to get a rise out of people like us who are not. Right. Um, but you know, she ended up responding online through her social media accounts to a lot of this. And she basically shared that she shared a couple of the messages she received, which were, which were just disgusting. Yeah, you know, I can't imagine. Well, you, if, if, you know, if people using the N word and, and she said, there's hundreds of these that I'm getting hundreds of these. Wow. And, you know, I had sent her a message that she probably would never see, but just to sort of you know, paint it with a different brush to say, you know, it's, that's not how the majority of the fan base or the human race for that, for that matter feel, you know? Well, look at, look at Rose Tico. Exactly. So Kelly Marie Tran, who played Rose Mm -hmm. Tico went through the same thing and actually left social media for a while. Yeah. And got, was getting therapy as a result of it. She basically written out of the last movie. Well, let's continue on the list. John Boyega, same yep. thing, who played Finn, That's right? right. And He's very unhappy. Take it back even further. We go to the prequel trilogy, which we were talking about it. Ahmed Best, who played everybody's favorite character, Jar Jar Binks. Now, I'm, I'm as you know little a fan of that character as anyone else. Right. But, you know, I never would have gone to the extent of uh abusing this this 
this actor, this individual, the way that he was abused and hated on for years because people, oh, it ruined the film and it ruined the franchise and this and that. And he really suffered mentally as a result of that. And I'm, and I'm sure physically, oh yeah. I mean, to the point where he came out years later and talked about his struggle with depression and, and contemplating suicide. Like it was really, really serious. Now, since that time, celebration star wars celebration back in i think the last one was in 2018 in chicago mm-hmm. he was of course now embraced back into you know the star wars community mm-hmm. um but he had to go through a significant trauma as a result in fact he's come out and and commented in support of moses ingram right in, in this most current you know, controversy that's out there. There, There's a terrible infection going mm. on through society here in America right now. And um, I, I, you know, I don't know what to say other than it, it's just disgusting. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, to see all these, you know, white supremacist groups gaining. I mean, we just had a school shooting. Mm-hmm. And we we don't even know why yet, and they they really dropped the ball. It seems that keeps becoming a a terrible issue. But between guns and racism, we've got some issues here at home that need yeah, to be and, addressed. Well, and you and social media, right? So now you social add media on to that. should be uh, you know should be regulated. Yeah, um, the fact and, that that what's his name elon musk is now going to be in charge of twitter is frightful well but that that the jury's out, still out on that like we can't we can't fully comment on that yet because nothing's really happened yet so yeah but, but he's kind of tipped his hand a little eh, bit maybe but you know again i think it's a little too early to get on that road but yeah. i will say we're talking about you know art and it's always something like in in the eye of the beholder, right? That kind of attitude where, but now we're right. at a point in this society where it's, I'm right and you're wrong. If you don't agree with me, you're wrong. That's the end of the story. Right. There's no debate. There's no right. sharing of opinions or perspectives. In fact, I kind of thought it was not funny, but I had to pause and say, do these same people who, because what they're saying about this character is, um, yeah, well, first of all, they're saying just some very racist, hateful, bigoted things, but they're also t- speaking about the character itself. And, you know, it's the, like, how does she have force powers in one scene and not in another and like really getting right. into the nerd right. zone of it all? And, and she really has one of the best sequences in the fi- in the series so far, where she's which, on the which I don't think we can, which I don't think we can talk about. Yeah, yet, I can just say that. Yeah, she's on these rooftops, and there's a sequence. It's pretty long, but here's I the interesting. Maybe the best thing so far. Yeah, well, she, I, I enjoyed her character. I, I have no yeah. problem with her character. No. Now, are, do I have issues with some of the, the story surrounding it? Yeah, but okay, big well, deal. I could poke holes in every film in the in the in this franchise. Yeah, let me let to. me tell you one other thing, one other complaint I'm hearing is the inquisitors which you mentioned mm-hmm. are these characters that uh, basically go from town to town and they're looking for Jedi. Yeah. And I guess they were in one of the animated. Yeah, I know where you're going okay. with this. It, people are complaining about the shape of their heads. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And this I mean, is why drawn characters. I want to give, give a shout out to uh, uh, Jimmy Mack, who's one of the hosts of the Rebel Force Radio podcast that, you know, I talk about a lot on the show because I'm a fan of the show. And he started a hashtag not that long ago that says, just enjoy Star Wars. Can we just right. enjoy Star Wars? You right. Know? And it's, it's kind of ironic because you think about a lot of these people that are that have an issue with the character that this actress is playing and saying it's a weak character and all of this and, you know, her, her role in the empire and all that. And I'm thinking, do they realize that Darth Vader essentially was, a, was 
voiced by an African-American male right, actor right. all these years. Like, it's just so insane how people think and the things that they believe. But I just, I feel bad just not only as a fan of the franchise, but just as a human being that this woman felt she needed to come out and even respond to this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's going to take us, it's going to segue into our next segment. pretty well, well, you know, what's interesting. Let me make this last comment about this and then we'll move yeah. on is, okay. uh, I wanted to say, because I saw somebody respond on, I think it was Twitter mm-hmm. on a thread related to this controversy. And they pointed out, you know, star Wars came out on their social media channel and in support of her. Right. And they said, uh, it was something to the effect of, if you feel the de- the need or desire to come out and be nasty, essentially, I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. we we resist was the ending of the statement, okay? Right. And somebody responded, okay, yeah, like you resisted in China. So I had to dive into the rabbit hole and figure out what this was about. Well, apparently some, some posters – for some mm-hmm. films that are within the the uh, Disney franchise now, for example, um, uh, some of the sequel trilogy posters mm-hmm. and a Black Panther was another one. Two examples that were tweeted out. One was the poster for um, The Last Jedi or one of the sequel films. Mm-hmm. And Finn, the character Finn is in the poster. Well, in China... Uh, where they're not so welcoming to the African-American community. Mm-hmm. They literally removed, Disney removed him from the poster and covered him up with like a spaceship or something. And I even saw the posters side by side. Another example was Black Panther, as I mentioned. And um, the the actor, God help me out, because we just lost him not that long ago, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Rest in peace. Great actor. Right. He he's on in the poster in the Black Panther outfit that he had. Well, they put like a helmet, his helmet on him and covered wow. him up wow. in the po- So this this goes back. We could probably trace this back. In fact, people there's commentary dude about George Lucas and some of his co-opting of um things that people would consider to be racist and um offensive let's say when i was watching kenobi i kept thinking clint eastwood that's all i saw right was kenobi was kind of like clint eastwood in this yeah but that's that's that one character right where right some people to to the point i just made about lucas is Again, this is just what I've some of the things I've read recently is like the sand people, right? Mm-hmm. They um which of course we had a whole origin story there with the Book of Boba Fett series. They there's people who, you know, make claims that the the look and what that um race of people in Star Wars represent is actually offensive to certain groups of people, certain tribes in. Yeah, it's so it, it runs very very deep. Yeah. But anyway, so it's let's insane. let's move away from the negativity. Yeah, into, let's jump. You, you wanted to segue. Yeah, let's jump into uh streaming. Yeah. You know, yeah. another streaming show that just came out, right? Well, you want to talk about Ricky Gervais, right? Yeah. So on, Ricky Gervais, on Netflix. Yeah, Ricky Gervais has a new stand-up special on Netflix Netflix called Supernature. Right. And it's his first special, I think he said what, seven, eight years? I don't think it's been that long. I think he did one in 2018. All right. Well, that was humanity, I think, is is the, the yeah. last one that he did. So um, so yeah, this is on Netflix. This also, speaking of controversy, had some controversy uh, in the press because of some yeah. of the some of the the jokes that he did that uh, commented on, you know, transgender and mm-hmm. all of this. Right. So um, I, I, I thought it was a great special. I thought it was I very too. And, and like I, most I've of always, his work. Yeah. Right. Most of his work is smart. It's it's well thought out. There's a message behind it. And to me, this was no different. And he also 
he he opens this one so well where he he tells you the construction of one of these jokes that he's right. making fun of people that is and that he, is rooted in what irony irony he says. and yeah. he makes fun of everyone there is yes. nobody safe and and he mentions about there being a safe there used to be a safe harbor where you could say whatever mm-hmm. but you can't and he said one of the most clever things he said was 10 years ago, we couldn't have thought some of this crap up that <laughs> That's people right. would be complaining about. That's right. And, but like you said, he really used irony. He said, see, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to be ironic. It's going to cause you to laugh and it's going to be funny. And then you're going to look back and say, oh, I see how yeah. he did that. You're going to laugh at the wrong thing because you know what the right thing is. Correct. Is what he and says. then he leads right into a joke that's constructed with irony. And he yes. says, you see, I got you. you you're with me. Yeah. It was but, so brilliant. And he's he's one of the smartest comedians we have. And it's very much to me carrying on the legacy of a someone like Carlin, who we talked about on the last episode. Yeah. You know, when, and when you watch him, you have to think of Carlin. Right. It, it's just so intellectual. And I mean, my girlfriend and I just sat and laughed out loud throughout almost the whole entire thing. So funny. I wasn't sure I was going to be, I've, I figured you watched it with her. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how she would take it. Yeah. And I think it appeals to her because, she is, you know, very intellectual with things like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's, um, yeah. So I think that's why it appeals to her, you know, his, his, uh, English sensibility, I think speaks mm-hmm. to her. And so, um, yeah, I mean, she was laughing out loud. We were both in tears at one point. It was I mean, really good. if, if you are, um, somebody who's offended by, well, if you know Ricky <laughs> Gervais, if you don't know him by now, uh, you you probably never will. One of my favorite bits was t- the, literally the opening where it's him off stage introducing himself. And he says, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, a man who doesn't need to be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky Gervais. <laughs> he's constantly <laughs> talking about how be how he's rich. Yes. Like, like he'll, he'll make funny. a joke and he'll say, so I'm in my mansion. My mansion. Right. You know, and he just, he does it in such a subtle <laughs> way. It's like a dig at you. It is. Like, you're not great. as good as me because I'm rich. So, and so ch- like he said, you know, I could go to the doctor every day. I'm rich. I'm rich. Yeah. You know, and, and he talked about going to the doctor and getting a, you know, a, a proctology exam. And he's like, here, I'll give you the money. You tell me what you got to do. Yeah. He's doing it. that. The, the money move. Yeah. Like the making it rain move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, if you, if you enjoy comedy that makes you think this is right up your alley. So, and, and think George Carlin and, and mm-hmm. there is, there is some really harsh language in it. Oh yeah. And if you've seen another Ricky Gervais special, it's, you know, to be expected. It, yeah, but nothing. if you're not a fan of that kind of thing, stay away. Yeah. Yeah. Ricky Gervais, Supernature on Netflix. So that's streaming now. So check that out. Yeah. Um, I think we're caught up on Barry, right? You're now yes. caught up on Barry. Okay. Now, Barry airs just, I'm, I'm doing this more for you than anybody else, but Barry airs Sundays. <laughs> Well, Sunday nights on HBO Max. I had an excuse last Sunday because the Celtics were in a game seven, which they won and are now going. And you're going to be here. Yes. For at least a couple of the games. I don't know if you're going to watch them, but I hope you will. Yeah. But um, it's kind of late for you. You're a early to bed guy. But earlier uh, than you. Celtics, you know. Yeah, but I, as I've said, NBA is at the bottom of my list. For me, even though the lifestyle and I'm not really into that, the way, you know, mm-hmm. talk about the chains and the and really, you know, kind of throwing it in your face that I'm rich and all the endorsement deals. And, right. And the fact yeah. that they play a game. 
right you know that i used to play every single day probably twice a day for free mm-hmm. and they get paid these millions and have these really stupid complaints usually but um this should be a good series i think is there anything else you wanted to say about uh, barry or anything else that's streaming well the only thing you know i don't i'm not going to say it because i don't want to give anything away but just i i keep saying they back themselves into the corner but then they haven't figured out how they're going to get out of the corner. Right. Are you less well, critical now whole... after the last episode? Well, I thought the last episode was one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. But did you get my email? I did. And I think I know how they're going to back out of the se- the season. Okay. Based on that email. But I don't want to talk about it all. Otherwise, it's a great show. It's really it, – it, it's here's the – did we give the premise of the show? It's a hitman. Yeah, remember you busted my chops for about oh, I did. twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah no, a hitman yeah. that wants to be an actor, and it just that's a silly premise, mm-hmm. and it, and it's it's funny. It's very short. Yeah, it, it was well, funny, but it's 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 definitely dark, dark, dark humor because it's you know there's act. I mean the the performances are great. The actors are great. Yeah. Uh, you know there's, there's you get some drama in there. You get comedy. But you uh, do laugh at things that that should be horrifying. Yeah, but there's also some of those Breaking Bad type moments where it's very like startling things that happen that you don't yeah. expect. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. All right. So moving on from Barry, we'll, we'll, we can't talk about Saul because that's on hiatus right now for the mid season right. finale, and Til then July till July. Right. I did want to mention this. So moving into movies for a minute. Uh, more specifically documentaries, because uh, you'll appreciate this. So my uh, girlfriend and I happened to watch. Well, no, I was talking to her the other day and she said that uh, she started watching For All Mankind. And so I said, oh, yeah, OK. And she was like, yeah, you know, I, I've tried a couple of times and I just can't I can't wow. get into it. So I said, geez, I'm I'm shocked. She said, yeah. You know, the second episode, I, ju- I said, wait a second. What do you mean episode? Oh, well, it turns she's out thinking of the TV She was version. thinking of the streaming series, yeah. which has nothing. So anyways, we I, I sort of clarified that. And then we both sat and watched it, the actual space documentary for all mankind, which is, right. as you know, is a Criterion collection. Which is coming out in 4K in about a month. I don't know how they can make it any better. I don't visually. either. Because it's stunning. Now, for all mankind, for those that don't know, so this is a a film, it's a documentary film that chronicles basically uh, the Apollo missions to the moon between like 68 and 72, somewhere Mm -hmm. in that area. There were, I think the documentary covers about nine of the flights, Mm -hmm. but, you know, so because one thing, I don't think I picked up on it as much until this time watching it with her, which was, you know, this is a, this is a, um, a mashup of the different trips to, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why it was seemed more apparent to me this time than ever before, but. And uh, you really, you really should watch with subtitles because they switch mm -hmm. characters a lot and missions a lot and it helps you. That's exactly right. So that's a good, that's a, that's a helpful point to make, but this is, I feel confident in saying, uh, and she thoroughly enjoyed it. It is, it's the best space documentary I've ever seen still to this day. Yeah. And, you know, I told you when they did the Godfather and they did it in 4k, I went right to the extras first. Mm-hmm. And they had the same, um, you know, how they how they do that, how they make a film and they take the Blu-ray and upgrade it to 4K. Clean it up, right, yeah. restore it. Mm-hmm. So I, I went to watch that first, and I'm like, oh, my God. They, had, they didn't do anything. They just did the same process. Yeah. And I felt really cheated. And then I realized that was just a documentary from the Blu-ray set that they included. 
So they did a new one where they yeah. showed the restoration from Blu-ray. Because I remember when it came out on Blu-ray, I thought it was the best restored movie I've seen. Mm -hmm. Well, wait till you see it on 4K. And they literally say it can't go, you know, 8K, whatever. We can't go any better than this. Yeah. This is the best it will ever be. So enjoy. And I'm dying to see for all mankind what you just talked about. Because I can't imagine. It's, it's like watching 2001. Mm-hmm. Now, I, uh, before I forget, for all mankind, you can also see that on HBO Max. Oh, good. I'm glad you pointed that out because you before it was only Criterion that was it. Yeah, and it is the Criterion presentation of it. Yes, you know. So um, one more thing, movie wise or movie related, I wanted to share. Then I wanted to move into this other topic. Was uh, you this? Thanks to you, I, I've added the uh, the Batman into my digital collection, uh, the newest iteration with mm-hmm. Robert Robert uh, Pattinson and. There's some great extras on that. And so I don't know if you've had a chance to dive into those yet. But Not yet. For those of you that were a fan of the film, uh, or maybe even somewhat critical like you, yeah, some of the featurettes on that set are really, really nice. They're very informative and well done. For example, I told you the, uh, the Batmobile chase with uh, Batman mm-hmm. and the Penguin is just, you know, the behind the scenes and how they how they created that chase is just mind blowing. Mm-hmm. It's mind blowing. So, so check that out for those of you that maybe haven't delved into that yet. I think it's and worth one a, thing, a look. I did start it, but I just watched maybe, you know, yeah. 20 minutes. And I said to you, I put on the subtitles mm-hmm. and it was almost like watching a different movie for me mm-hmm. because I, I couldn't hear Robert Pattinson in the theater very well so maybe i'll come out with a different verdict i don't know so right now the first 20 minutes it didn't change anything but i'll let you know yeah i'll have to see next time we uh, we get on mic you can you can give me your your take so i don't know this last thing i want to talk about i, I don't know wh- how it entered my mind in the last couple of days but i wanted to talk about the evolution of handheld video games. Okay. All right. And I can't think of anybody better. Guy. Exactly. Now I started. So what I did was said, you know what? Okay. How far back can I go with this? I got to trace this back. And one of the first things that popped in my, into my head was, and you got to tell me who uh, d- developed these games and sold them at the time, but it was the handheld football. Yes. Um, I think it was Magnavox. I don't know why I'm really? saying that. Yeah. I don't know why I'm saying that. I, I might be totally wrong, but I think it was. That doesn't sound right. Can you Google that? Um, you know, you I, know I would my, say like I chucked my phone. Oh, did you, I was going to say a 70s handheld, you know, football. It was literally just like you know, bleep, this, bleep, remember, bleep, 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 yeah, bleep. Yeah, exactly. And there were just lights, just lights. Yeah, and you wanted to get into one lane and just keep hitting the button and, and to run the into end the zone. end zone. <laughs> right. Now, that's, that was how it started. That's about as far back as I can go. Can you trace it beyond that? Well, I think so, at the same time, the, the Game & Watch, you know, from Nintendo came out. That's so funny because I wrote that down. There was I had a Mario watch. Yes. But but the football definitely predated that. Oh, it definitely did. Yeah. And I, you know, it gets confusing in my head between handheld and you know home systems. But the 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 first significant one that was like a real system was really the Game Boy in eighty. The Game Boy. Yeah, the Game Boy. Right. And that was like playing, you know, actual games that you would play. They were just as good as the games you were playing on your home console. Mm-hmm. And I remember buying it at Toys R Us. It was 89 bucks. They had four games out. And 
the problem was it wasn't backlit and it was hard to see. You had to play it in the light. That's right. Or, or you had troubles. Now in Japan, when I went over there, they sold backlit versions. Why they didn't sell those here, I'll never know. But it was only like $10 more. And you put in batteries, you had a backlight, it looked 10 times better. What was the one? What was the one with the surfing that when you, when you, we were, when I was, that was the Lynx, the, the Atari Lynx. Yeah. That was a cool system. Yeah. California Games is the game you're thinking of. Yes. And it had a surfing thing where you went up and tried to ride the wave as far yes. as you could. I did pretty good at that. Wasn't there a decathlon in that too or something? Yeah. There was like, um, What's the thing with the bag? You kick the bag. What's that called? You know, kick bag. I don't. You know. got a little uh, a, a little bean bag, and you kick hacky it with sack? your feet. Hacky sack oh. was on it. Was it really? <laughs> it was. Yeah. That's crazy. I it actually have my. Games. I still have my hacky sacks from from like junior high and high school. Now, real quick side note uh, that I wanted to clear up a note from the last episode because I texted you this. But I don't think you realize what I was referencing because it was way after the fact. La- on the last episode, we were talking about video games and kind of going down memory lane. And we were talking about some of the original Atari ones. And I said, what was the one with the bombs that would come down and this and that? Well, right. it was Kaboom is what kaboom. I was trying to think of. Remember Kaboom? Because yeah, it was with the paddle. That. Yeah, That's right. We should have got that. I did get the paddle, right? Yeah. Um, so it's so it's Harry Links, but, but right, before Game Boy Links, was Game Boy was the game changer. That was, and you know, to this day, Nintendo has dominated the market since then. Well, because now, what is the top hand? Is it the Switch? Well, it, it you know technically because the Switch, I never play the Switch handheld, but it really is intended as a handheld device. It, it's intended as both. Yeah, it's got a dock, and you play it on TV. Right. Or you can just pull it out of the dock and mm-hmm. play it, you know, handheld. So it's pretty unique that they were able to accomplish that. And and everybody else always tries to copy them, but they just don't get it right. But going back, because I skipped a couple of systems, what are it they? was game, you know, the Game Boy came out. Mm-hmm. And then they had this, what they call Play It Loud series. And all it was was Game Boys in different colors. Like you could get a black Game Boy or a red or a yellow. And believe it or not, Dan, that shot the sales through the roof, Mm -hmm. changing the casing. It's like iPhones. Unbelievable. Then they took it a next step and it became the Game Boy Color. Mm -hmm. Still not backlit. So you got all this beautiful color. And then finally, the great thing is you could plug it in. You get this device and you could plug it into your Super Nintendo and play your Game Boy Color games on the TV. So that's kind of, you think, all the way back then in the early 90s. That's when the Switch started to make its, you know, think about that. That's the Switch. So the second system was the Game Gear by Sega. Remember? Um, Sega. No, but I but I did I did catch it. You think you're getting off the hook with that accent? What? But I caught it. Sega. What did I say? See, this is oh, what we I do. This is R what we, when you grow up in New England. This is what happens, right? You add R's where there are no R's, and you put and then A's you try to yeah, it's crazy. So anyways, R's. yeah. So, so Sega, Sega. What is it? Game Gear. Yeah, that's vaguely and this familiar. was backlit. It was color. Mm -hmm. You could play Sonic games. It was a pretty nice little system. The problem was the battery life was horrible. You'd burn through batteries in an hour. And so unless you were plugged into the, it really, you know, I don't consider that a mobile device if you got to plug it into the wall. Yeah. Because you can only walk, you know, as long as that cord is. So it was Game Boy. Then Sega took a whack at it. Then there was, I believe, the Turbo Graphics, and I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember that. You, do you remember the console, the Turbo Graphics sixteen? I don't think no? so. 
Well, that was it was a home console, and then they tried to do it really nice, like it was a two hundred dollar. You could watch TV. You could watch TV on the Game Gear as well. You put in this little thing, and you could get a TV tuner. You know, you could get maybe one channel. Yeah. So, um, and then Sony. Let's see. Did I skip any? Well, you know what we're not talking about. We should mention the. The, the handheld minis, the, the, which you still have those, you know, the, the replicas of the full-size arcade games like Frogger and Ms. Pac-Man. And oh, Crazy yeah, Coleco. Co- yeah, because those, those count, I would say. Yes. You and know. you should see, well, when you come um, this week, wait till you see the next iteration past those. Because I'm going to sell all my Coleco's. I've mm-hmm. got... You know, 15, 16 of them. For those of you, for those of you listening, if you're in the market, you can reach out to Mike on uh, Instagram. I'm going to put them on, on eBay and, and they all work. Mm -hmm. And I've got one, you don't know what a raspberry Pi is, but it's got a raspberry Pi in it, which can play thousands of games. Mm -hmm. So instead of playing the bleep, 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 you can play the actual game Frogger on the little Coleco now. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. But, um, but yeah, I guess I would call out a handheld system. I bought you like every one of them. Yeah. I, and I think I got them all at, at the same Christmas. It was like, I gave you a, like a whole bunch of them and crazy climber. That one always stood out. Cause it was the, it, it looked so different. Yeah. That wasn't done by Coleco. That must be why, right? Probably right. one of the reasons, but right. um, but yeah, those were you know, I still I can look to my right and I have about five of them on a shelf. I don't know that this was a handheld, but this was another great game that just popped into my mind. Probably something to do with the crazy climber, but Spider Man, there's a um, certain version of, of Spider Man, I don't know what system it was on. This is back in the day when we played it. I'm not talking about whatever current versions are out there now, but yeah, there's you know a what really I'm talking good about? Current. I'm trying to think. It was I, pretty. Was there a handheld with it? I don't know if there was. Yeah. There was. It was just kind of a. I might be making that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you might be thinking of an Atari 2600 game that you Jeez, could shoot. Maybe. You could shoot web, and it was really cool. You Could should be. see what, what they're doing with the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the best game for the system, I think. I haven't played much on it, but um, after well, the Turbo Graphics, yeah, uh, we don't we more. don't I don't we don't need the whole genealogy. Yeah, it's just but, you know but basically the 3DS became it started now. I saw this before it went public. I went to um, San Diego Comic-Con, and, and Nintendo showed off the 2DS, and Sony showed off the PSP, the PlayStation Portable. Mm-hmm. And they both looked pretty cool. You couldn't play the Nintendo one. They only had it on a wall. You could play the Atari one. And it was a little, eh, you got to meet the guy that did the voice. Because you all of a sudden you heard, oh, it's Mario, come on in. And you went into this tent, and there was the guy that does Mario's voice for 50 years or whatever it is. And he introduces the game, and you got to play a few games. Then it became like the 3DS, where it was in 3D. Pretty, you know, some of those games are pretty... Well, if you just... It, I, you know, for me, it was kind of looking at, look at how far it's come. Yeah. You know, if you think back to that football game to now, right? It's just, it's incredible the technology and the and the realism that comes with it. You know, but I think people are probably getting a little tired of hearing from us. Yeah. So I think we I would think we like should. to hear. We would like to hear from you. So. I want to know, Mike and I both want to know, what are, what are you guys playing? Those of you that are into video games and tapping into your inner child, what what games are, are hot for you right now? What are you streaming? 
Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are you streaming that maybe you can turn us on to? Cause I need another series to binge. Yeah. We gonna, we gonna go to the movies while you're here. Yeah. Well, we got to see Maverick. Uh, mm-hmm. we got to see, I want to uh, see Dr. Strange, Dr. Strange. We got, Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I just finally saw the original Dr. Strange. Oh, wow. So yeah, we can see that. Uh, got to see the, uh, secrets of Dumbledore, which is out. But that's on, I think, HBO or Disney or something already. It's no, I think I think it's just one of those, um, you know, cinema from home or whatever, right? Now. No, no, because she just watched it. Oh, she did. Yeah. So it's on it's, what? I, it was like HBO was it Netflix Max or something. Oh, cool. No, I don't think so. You have to check. Maybe it we'll out. get it for free. So hit us up on uh, social media. You can you can drop us comments on uh, Instagram at OHB Podcast. Tell uh, me what can... systems I missed because yeah, what you know, systems? Uh, the 3DS was the kind of the pinnacle. Sony yeah. came out with the Sony Vita, and uh-huh. they just couldn't get it off the ground. See, I knew I couldn't reel you back in once I put this topic out there. But uh, yeah, drop us comments on the YouTube video too, and, and let us know. You can respond yeah. there as well, or drop us an email. Just let us know. Um, yeah, in the comments. So. You know, I do want to say, too, as we close this out, based on the way we started it, you know, we talk about Kenobi and, and all that controversy. And I'm sitting here thinking it's um, it's Pride Month. And, you know, it just kind of reminds me of, like, trying to send out a little bit more goodness. And, uh, you know, there there is goodness in humanity, despite some of this ugliness that we have to deal with. So, um, you know, we started off on kind of a heavy note, but... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember just, when when Disney really went, you know, all out and had a pride parade, a pride day. Uh-huh. And there were, you know, the colors and yeah, you know, Chapek kind of screwed the pooch on that lately. It's so just hopefully a, they'll make up for it. Well, it's a reminder to me of just the importance of the inclusivity and you know, and that's yeah. something I think we're trying to do here is you know, kind of welcoming. Look, you know, like the show. We welcome that feedback too. If you <laughs> love right. the show, we want to hear from you, you know, and, and tell us what you like about the show. So anyways, all right. Anything else for the good of the order? Um, you know, I had something, but it popped out of my head. So right. couldn't Just have been that well. good. Yeah. yeah. At least it didn't pop out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like everything else. <laughs> like everything else. <laughs> all right. Well, next time you hear us, we'll probably be coming to you, maybe even live from Boston. Who knows? Maybe. But, but uh, it's been another episode of the O Brother Podcast. Been your host, Dan Smith. Alongside me, as always, my brother from the same mother, Mike Smith. And we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Hi, everyone. This is Cindy Busby, and you're listening to the O Brother Podcast.